I endeavor to start talking at exactly 8.30 every day. Today is uh, July the 16th, so this is formally the last day of this period of group practice. At 9 o'clock this morning, I have a, a meeting I have to be at with the architects and engineers and so forth. We have these structures of time. The retreat began a week ago, today is the last day. It's now 8.30 and 44 seconds. The meeting is at 9 o'clock. So in the conditioned realm, the realm of perceptions and individuality, as time, we work according to schedules, commitments, structures. To practice Dhamma in relationship to this world of time, action, decision-making, such like, then the, the attention needs to be brought to how the mind gets born into those activities, into that schedule. I should be there, I'm on my way to that, that thing, it should have begun five minutes ago. It will happen then, I will go. Tomorrow the retreat's over, so I will. And then, and then, and then. The attention easily gets drawn into bhava, becoming. Bhava-tanha, the desire to become. Getting on to the next thing. Projecting an imagined future and then trying to inhabit it leaning into the imagined next moment. But Dhamma is a kaliko, timeless, sanditiko, apparent here and now. So peace and fulfillment can never be over there, it's always exactly here. So the more that the mind grasps the idea of an imagined future, tries to get to it, it's like chasing the horizon. You never quite get there. There's always a promise, there's always a, a plan or a hope, a schedule. Fulfillment is over there, and this is just being on the way to that thereness. This is always a bit unsatisfactory and not quite it, but that when I've got away from this problem, or I've got hold of the desired object, when I've got to the event that is scheduled, then, then, then. So the practice of Dhamma is in many ways freeing the heart from that identification with that grasping of becoming, being caught into that, while at the same time carrying out those actions, following that schedule. 8.30 comes around in the morning and I start to talk. Before 9 o'clock I'll need to be in the Ubon room with my bits of paper. And 
So this is the task, really, this challenge of how to act, make choices, carry out work, but yet remain free of becoming, free, free of those habits of identification, free of that stressing of the heart around time. As T.S. Eliot put it, to apprehend the point of intersection of the timeless with time is an occupation for the saint. So this is what we're trying to do, to realize that quality of sainthood, to attend to that point of intersection of the timeless with time. Now that can sound a bit uh, abstract or highfalutin, but really it's to do with, as Lumpo Cha would put it, just walking one step at a time. The body is walking, but you're not going anywhere. You can be walking quite quickly, but there can still be that quality of not going anywhere. The attention is fully with each step. It's not caught into the idea of where we're going or what we're doing. It's with this action of walking or speaking. As the mind chooses words and the tongue shapes them, pronounces them, is the mind paying attention to this or is it planning what comes next? Filled with memory, imagination, anticipation. Now this is a, a, a tremendously beneficial skill. The more that we are able to learn this skill of taking one step at a time, paying attention to the task that we're doing and not being fixated on what our hoped for end result is. Then we can carry out the work that is needed. We go the places that we want to go. But there's no stressing of the heart. No tension is created around that. So in this last formal day of the retreat, this particular group of Amravati community members, lay people, monastics, this is our last day of this retreat period. We can look at that perception, trying to hang on to this day or what we plan for tomorrow, what we're excited about, what we're dreading, what we're busy with. To look at those futures arising, passing away. How the mind tries to lean into the next step, leaning into the idea of where we're going. In our ordinary, conditioned, habitual ways, often the mind is so completely fixed on where we're going, we hardly even notice where we are. We're always on the way to the next thing. With activity, with work, with eating, talking. If we're hungry and we're eating food, often if the food is, is tasty according to our preferences, we can get so busy with planning the next mouthful, we don't even notice uh, the mouthful that's, that's uh, there being chewed. 
so excited, so busy, so full of preparing the next mouthful. Wow, this is great, this is amazing, this is wonderful. Who cooked this? This is fantastic. Oh, an empty bowl. Oh, where did that one go? We missed it because we are so busy, caught up with the becoming. So through the day, as the mind uh, takes this perception of the last day of retreat time, look at that feeling. If that arises, whatever shape that might take, notice that feeling of leaning into the imagined future to recognize there's only this. This feeling in the body, this sound in my ears, this thought in the mind, these sensations on the skin, the The world is like this, in this moment. We imagine we have a future and we can make appropriate lists. We see that uh, our name is written in for this and that. I have a meeting with the architects at nine o'clock. Yes, my name is on the list. But yet we can know everything is uncertain. In this moment, there's the knowledge there is a list. There are some names on it. My name is one of them. That's all. The mind doesn't have to do anything with that. At the end of giving this reflection, I'll probably get up and leave and leave the bell ringing at the end of the sitting to another monk. That'll probably happen, but I don't know. Yeah, mind doesn't have to be born into those imagined futures or the recreated pasts or fantasizing here in the present. But the more it, the mind attends to this present reality, the more genuine peace can be found. Peace in the midst of activity, peace while things are being done, while work is being carried out. It's not like Peace only comes when the work is finished. Even as effort is being made and a goal is being followed, pursued, there can be peace, there can be ease, even as the work is being done, even as the, the attention is being directed at a particular goal. This is a skillful shift of attitude, and so much of Lumpur Cha's teachings, uh, his way of practice, his style of teaching, the way he ran his monasteries, so much around this. We're not looking for peace as an absence of activity. We're not looking for peace in an absence of sound or people or things. But peace is in the attitude. It's in right understanding, right view holding this present experience in a skillful way. That is, this is a really good opportunity when the, the pull for becoming, the bhava-tanha pull is stronger than usual. Planning for tomorrow, next week, what I've got to do. It's more visible, more tangible. You can feel it, know it. 
let go. Come back to this present reality. That is what is here. That's what's real. See if we can develop this skill of exercising effort, but with an easeful attitude. So that the choices we make, the things that we do, working with the mind, sitting meditation, walking meditation, various work tasks that we have, chores and jobs, activities through the day, can we carry out those activities, do that work, free of self-view, free of me getting somewhere, me doing something to get some result, but can instead action, speech, decisions, can they come from mindfulness and wisdom, guided by satipanya rather than self-view and conceit? rather than I should, I must, I've got to, I want to, I plan to, I will. In a mysterious way, mysterious way the more that we uh, train the heart and mind not to be fixated on particular results, the more we're able to to work effectively here in the present. If you get obsessed with a particular goal, then we trip, you trip over your own feet. You get stressed and distracted. You're not attuned to the present because the mind is absorbed in its imagined picture of a future. So it's a strange thing, but when we let go of obsession with particular results. It's not as though we don't care or don't work so hard. We can work very hard, but the work is enjoyable, it's peaceful, and often it's carried out far more harmoniously and effectively, and we work together with other people far more easily, more effectively, more enjoyably. We're paying attention as we go along, rather than closing everybody else out and locking into our view and aim of a desired particular result. Through the day, as and when, that becoming urge arises, notice it, not just as a mental quality, but also as a physical tone that goes with it as well, a tensing in the body. Notice how it's felt, the bhavatana, the physical sensations of that. How is it? So along with relaxing the attitude, Letting go on a mental level, we relax the physical attitude too. Notice that tensing in the legs or the shoulders, the hands, the face. When I'm getting somewhere, even if it's I'm getting to the end of my walking path, 
can still be completely absorbed in getting somewhere, even though you get to the end of the path, turn around and go back. can still be completely wrapped up in that me going somewhere. Relax the attitude, relax the body. There's still a walking going on, but there's nobody going anywhere. There's a, a full appreciation of conditions changing. Perceptions, feelings, sensations come and go. But the mind that is knowing, the mind that is aware, isn't going anywhere. It's ever-present. Outside of time, outside of space. Sanditiko, akaliko. Apparent here and now, timeless, ever-present. This is where peace is really found.